0: Now we have some. Okay. Okay. uh,
1: Welcome to Sippy the Wonder Snail. Uh, For those of you that um, were watching our lips move without sound, uh, welcome to Sippy the Wonder Snail. The first time ever, two Christian guys zipping through news and culture that matter to you. And for the first time ever, we're doing it live—not just live before a live studio audience, but live as in live streaming. That's why, because live things are always interesting. Why we just were speaking but could not be heard. But here we are. And it is Christmas.
0: It is Christmas. Uh, almost. We're coming to the end of the Advent season here, and uh, this is interesting. So Yeah.
1: I I am so excited that we we're here together, and we're doing a zippy. It's been way too long. And way
0: too long. It's almost like we were waiting for the king of the universe to do another zippy.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, and here he has brought us together to celebrate his miracle of coming into the world. And... You just preached a wonderful sermon a few minutes ago during our church service here at Little Hills Church. Oh, thank which you. I should give a shout out to Little Hills, who is sponsoring the podcast tonight. And uh, so some of the Little, church, Little Hills Church family is here with us, and I'm just excited. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited about what we're going to discuss. And we're going to start with Christmas itself. Uh, comrade, what are you looking forward to at Christmas dinner?
0: You know, my favorite thing... Uh, at Christmas dinner is ham, because I feel like there's a cultural expectation that we will not have ham on Thanksgiving. Yes, there's like too much turkey on Thanksgiving. I- I'm probably going to get thrown out of here for saying that, but no,
1: I- I'm actually in the same league with you. I'm in the turkey question mark league.
0: I, you know, if turkey's really great and we, uh, uh, then it works. I mean, I stopped by a place that does turkey really well. This afternoon, oh, we're doing a free commercial for them. They're called Gobble Stop. They're very near here. Oh, really? And we had them uh, for lunch today, but they do turkey really well. But, you know, the traditional Thanksgiving turkey, not my favorite thing, although, you know, mashed potatoes, all that stuff, I love that stuff. Yeah. But I love Christmas ham. Anyway, you uh, slice it. A pig, a, a pig lived a good long life just so we can enjoy Christmas dinner together and... Thankfully, we're allowed to eat uh eat ham in the new covenant yes yeah, so uh that's a blessing as well, so that's my favorite thing
1: yeah uh, uh, Christmas ham is so good i actually I'll just go ahead and give a shout out to Gordon Food Service, who is not sponsoring the podcast tonight, but the g f s spiral cut honey ham is really good and and so uh it's well worth it if you're looking for a ham it's like you can get a ten pound ham for I think like $32. I mean, it's ridiculously priced wow. and really good. So I'll, I'll just mention that. But, you, you know, my favorite thing for Christmas dinner would, well, it's, it's a whole genre. It's the casseroles. I, I love the potato casserole and the veggie casserole, that kind of thing. That, that's really where I get excited at Christmas. I
0: feel I have to charitably leave that to you because I'm not a cheese person. I know. And that's the, that's the number one ingredient in casseroles. Yeah. And that's slightly unfortunate that I don't like cheese because I you know I, all all my brothers and sisters tell me uh in Christ and otherwise tell me that I'm missing a huge well, part
1: I have a ser- serious question here for yes. you. Yes. How can you do a podcast with me? I mean given how cheesy I am and not like cheese.
0: Well, given the fact that you're an English major, you need to recognize that words are not uh univocal and they they can be used in different senses. And so you can be quite cheesy without being cheesy, as it were. Well,
1: okay, fair enough. So that's N- Nicely played, comrade, nicely played. Um, but one day, here, here's something I'm praying for you, is that you will someday come to know the joy of cheese. If not <laughs> on this side of eternity, in heaven, I believe you will eat cheese and it will be delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything else uh, in particular you're just really looking forward to for Christmas this year?
0: Well, I just hope there's a lot of Coca-Cola in the house, although I don't need a special holiday to drink that, do I?
1: No, you never need a special holiday for Coca-Cola. But Coca-Cola and Christmas kind of go together, right? The polar bears. The polar
0: polar bears and all that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Good marketing.
1: I know I'm really looking forward to it, given that we're sitting here at Little Hills Church. Something I'm really looking forward to, last year was our first full year, well, the first year that we met in person, we'd been doing online streaming throughout the pandemic. Last year, we were supposed to have our very first in-person Christmas Eve service. And the week before that, we were supposed to have Advent week four in person for the first time, which of course, Conrad, you were supposed to preach at. You were sick, I was sick, a whole bunch of the church was sick. We ended up doing (laughs) Christmas Eve online last year. I'm really looking forward to an in-person christmas eve service this is a church plant for those who aren't familiar with it and it i have to say the pastor i'm just really looking forward to seeing the people of god gathered for christmas eve
0: amen i can't I, I can't really say anything against that and what am i doing here again i feel like i'm a very sketchy uh theological addition to your little your little church plant here
1: you've it's, always been sketchy but you know this is a very question but i'm decision. sketchy too so that's why we're. <laughs> we, no no um Seriously, friends, I should put a link in the show notes. Uh, Jason just preached a really fantastic message from John 6. And so every time you come here, comrade, I know everyone looks forward to hearing you preach God's word because you, you preach it with so much feeling and you preach it so accurately and carefully. And
0: Well, thank you so much and and, and praise God uh, for the gifts. I mean, you're a preacher. You You've been made a proclaimer and we both know that nobody does that in their own power, Absolutely, their gifts of grace and their special administrations of the Holy Spirit. And that's, you know, that's what we do, why we do what we do. And, uh, you know, it's an ecumenical project here. There are lots of churches yep. involved. Uh, some you wouldn't just, you wouldn't even believe, but we come together to, to do what we do, um. For the sake of Jesus, and so Isn't that, in all seriousness, I, I love being a part of it, and well, thanks for having me, well, as usual.
1: I, I, it is a great honor to me to, to have you as a part of it. What a joy. I'm, I'm glad how God allows us to do that, and is there anything better at Christmas time, really, than Christians? Even Christians aren't necessarily in the same churches to, to come together and just celebrate what we have together in the gospel. And to me, that's just such a beautiful thing amen well uh maybe we should go ahead and mention our first sponsor of the show today which is faith tree grow it's at grow.faithtree.com grow.faithtree.com now features bible bot ai and if you've heard all about all these wonderful and not so wonderful things people are doing with ai well leverage it for the study of god's word if you go and sign up for a free account with faith tree over at grow.faithtrue.com, you will get five free AI-powered Bible searches every month that will use the power of AI to provide commentary, to apply theology and literature, cross-references, all that's provided for free every month with grow.faithtree.com. You can, of course, do unlimited Bible searches outside of the AI part. Also find devotionals from area churches in there. And if you love the AI Bible study for just $2 a month, you can receive unlimited AI Bible searches. So let's take back AI from Skynet and use it for the one who (laughs) made the sky instead. Indeed. Comrade, the last time we were together, I don't mean to remind you of this, because I reminded you of this that time as well. But I'm going to go ahead and do it again. So two podcasts ago, which unfortunately has been way too long, was at the beginning of the Cardinals baseball season. Yes. Two podcasts ago, you were talking about how the Cardinals were going to win the Central Division in 2023. Now, in, Jul- in July, when we did our last podcast, You told me not to panic. You still thought maybe it wouldn't be 10 games in front, but we were going to clear the Central Division. Talk to me, Conrad. Let's see where we are here. It didn't
0: happen. Um, One of the things that was introduced into the equation after we even had that talk is that Stephen Matz, who was pitching really well, became injured, and that was another just blow to a team that was right on the edge and struggling and that got them into a tailspin and as we know they finished 20 games under 500 uh winning 71 and losing 91 but uh there have been some great additions to the team since we talked
1: i see you're moving straight on to to you want to just go right past this year i I can tell Yeah, yeah
0: yes i mean i was wrong but but again you know uh, President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak is optimistic. And the rest of the staff is optimistic. And I'm optimistic, I think, that we can make a run with this team that we're about to have. So we can just forget about okay. 71 and 91 and yeah. just okay. we'll be right back there. That so. sounds
1: good. Yeah, I am really ex- excited about the additions. Uh, you know, one that I know a lot of Cardinal Nation isn't overly happy about, but I am excited about, is Lance Lynn. Uh, We'll see what Lance does. I
0: mean, he, um, as a member of the Cardinals, he ate a lot of innings. Yes, He went deep into games. He was hard to hit. Um, He's had some struggles away uh, with other teams, but now that he's back to the team that drafted him, and, you know, he felt a little slighted when he left, and now he's back. So um, maybe we can make up for that. And there's something about the chemistry in St. Louis. You, You just rejoin the Cardinals and... Things that you were struggling with, you just don't struggle with anymore. So Yeah, exactly. Lance will get right back on the horse, and uh, we signed Kyle Gibson yes, from yeah. Baltimore, and Baltimore had an incredible season this year. So, uh, you know, they won the American League East, so we plucked Kyle Gibson away from them, and then we've just signed Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray, a great pitcher, spent some really That's good fantastic. years with the Cincinnati Reds, and so um, I think we got enough. It's not It's not the kind of guys, I know a lot of the fans were going, oh, we need a number one, we need a top of the rotation guy. But you don't, usually you don't know that you have that guy until you experience it. I mean, when the Braves traded Adam Wainwright, our beloved Adam Wainwright that ended up his career last year, they didn't know that they were about to trade us a guy that would win 200 games and win 20 games twice and win 19 games two other times.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: they would not have done that if they, you know, he would have been a brave. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's see what we have, and let's see what the chemistry can put together. We we obviously have a good offense. I think we're gonna have a really good offense. I think Nolan's gonna big. Nolan's gonna have a bounce back year. Little Nolan, Nolan Gorman, he's gonna have a bigger year because he's growing and
1: learning. Yeah,
0: how to hit in the big leagues. So. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Let's do this.
1: I am so ready. I I think to me everything looks like it's been patched up in a way that going into this past season and I'm not brilliant for saying this, lots of people were saying it, but it seemed like there was one problem. We need pitching. And it was sort of like, come on, Mo, we need pitching, and we didn't get pitching. Everything else looks good. It looks like a team that could go to the World Series, but we need the pitching. And I, I wish we'd had it last year, so maybe Wayno could have gone to the World Series one more time. But this year it feels like, or I should say next year, but we're we're, we're just this two This year coming months, up, yeah. yeah. We're, we're about two months out from pitchers and catchers reporting at this point. Um, this year feels like this can be the year where we finally see the 12th World Series win of the St. Louis Cardinals. I I think it, we have a shot.
0: I think we have a shot. I think we always have a shot. I think everything had to go right last year, and almost nothing went right last yeah, year. So that's true. That's how you end up losing a lot of games like that. So
1: okay. Well, before we move on, uh we should go back to one thing you mentioned about Adam Wainwright, which is that he is a pitcher who won 200 games. And that was that was the thing that we can hold on to from 2023 i'd say wouldn't you i mean that 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 push to somehow get adam over the line and it seems like he gave every last drop he had as a pitcher yeah. to win that 200 yeah exactly right but but what a wonderful thing that was
0: yeah what a joy and you know what uh, on the side what a great commentator he is when he he's doing other games and he's so he's so pro player but he's also very very honest yes so He's a great commentator and just a wonderful person. And yeah. how great all these years that he represented our city and our team. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he, yeah, he made a birthday video uh, for my brother. Uh, we made a donation to Big League Impact. So that's our claim to fame. That's pretty neat. I don't think he would know who I was, but he knows my name.
1: You wouldn't know you from Adam?
0: <laughs> but I'm pumped. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. Stop the podcast. Shut it down. That was terrible.
1: Uh, Well, maybe on that note.
0: Where's the music? Yeah, we need music.
1: Gotta have music. Comrade, you know, we learn lessons from all sorts of things. Like you and I always do our, our crazy dance when the podcast starts up and we didn't do it today. And I and then the sound didn't come on. I mean, clearly that was
0: that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, the Lord was trying to tell us that we forgot
1: something. Yeah, not the proper podcast ritual. We, we learn things. And here you are. You are a year and a half into your teaching career. Uh, not I, I should rephrase that your public school teaching career, because you've been teaching lots of people in all sorts of ways for years. Um, But I thought, here we are Christmas time, you just got the students over the line, got through, Hmm. well, some of the students over the line. (laughs) Um,
0: Many of the students over the line, yeah.
1: What are some of the things that you take away from the year and a half mark uh, of teaching, things that, that are good for us to hear about?
0: This this is what I want to tell everybody out there, especially those who have heard really bad things about the public schools. And it does vary. Uh, but where I am um, is not so bad. But um, teaching is a mission. I have never... You're a pastor. Um, I preach for you sometimes. I could be mistaken for a pastor at times. But I have never felt more like a pastor uh, than when I'm in that classroom. Because you're on a mission to let these kids know that they're loved and that they're safe and that they're able to learn, to explore their world, to draw the good out of it, to reject the bad. Um, And even if it's a public school, you can do that. You don't have to. You don't have to pound them over the head with Bible verses. They know they know I go to church. They know where I go to church. They they know the people that drive me there. They know lots of things about me. Um but the way the way that we live our lives is the best um witness that we could give. Yes. Um and so they might they might not know as much about lord tennyson as i would like them to know they may not know as much about shakespeare as i would like them to know i'll keep trying but i want them to know that they're loved and that they're safe and that they can come to me with anything and that's the biggest thing and you know when you go into teaching that better be at the core of it uh because hey you're not gonna get paid very much uh Mm -hmm. You know this already, you taught at the college level. You're not going to get paid very yeah. much. Um I'm not going to get paid very much. I'm not going to see the results for years afterward probably. Um you better have you better have a notion that you love these kids because God loves these kids and yeah. that's why you're here. And so that's my thing. I, I learn all sorts of personal lessons like, okay, won't do that again, won't assign that again that way. Um, but those are all, that's just shop talk. The heart of it is let people know that you love them, that you care about them, and you want them to flourish, and then you you really got some.
1: That seems like a, a really important lesson for all of us because you think about it, we have different gifts and skills right and it may be teaching it may be plumbing it may be computer science it could be anything but the one thing that we know whatever we do is we're going to be interacting with people and those people need to know that they're actually loved that boils down to something that every single one of us as we we think about what God's called us to be and to do that's something that we can do and and certainly like you're saying i mean that's that's something that's desperately needed for for everyone that's going through the public school system or any school system. They they need to hear that. But I I think what you're saying is so wise and true just for our, our listeners, whatever their profession is, or if they're retired, the, the places they serve in retirement, we can all do that. It's been striking me. It's funny that you mentioned that. This was... The most spur of the moment, Zippy the Wonder Snail, we've ever done. Jason and I sometimes spend four or five hours discussing the show before we actually record the show. Sometimes we'll wish we'd hit the record button during that discussion because they'll think, oh, that would have been a good podcast right there. And it, but anyway, this was all spur of the moment. So I didn't know where you were going to go with this. But I, I always prepare a 12 Days of Christmas devotional. And this year we're going to be going, those listening to Zippy will get the, the sneak preview. We're going to be going through the fruit of the spirit during the 12 days of Christmas. I've been thinking about how we start out with love. And you think about what God calls us to do. You think about 1 John and John talking in chapter 4 about how we're loved and how we're called to love. It just keeps coming back to that over and over again. It's the foundation of what every single one of us is called to do is to show love to people so that they actually know there's someone greater who loves us. Because we can't do it on our own, but if we understand who we are in Christ, then we can show love, and then everyone else who needs it, too, can hear it. It's
0: the heart of everything. Love is the heart of everything that Jesus talked about. and But, but then, you know, the struggle is people have lots of ideas about love out in the world, and they're not necessarily... What is love really? What is true love? True love is I want the best for you. I will it. I actively will for you to have the best. If what we're doing is not the best, if what we're giving is not the best, mm-hmm. then it's not love. Right. Yeah. So, and, and what's, what's better? What bests? Jesus Christ. No one and nobody. Yes. Yeah. Nothing. So,
1: shakespeare says love alters not when altercation finds or bends with the remover to remove you mentioned shakespeare earlier so we'll throw a little bard in there wow but i i think about when when the bard says that and he he's talking about human love but i really think because i believe shakespeare actually is a a much more theologically astute person than people often give him credit for i think he understands that humans do alter when altercation find do bend with the remover to remove we we have a hard time being fixed, but God is fixed, and so if we can just show God's love to people rather than our love, then we can actually be showing people true love
0: and and that's tough, you know yeah. uh we did a lot of talking about grace um in the sermon or I did uh and um we can't do anything without grace yeah and we can't love without grace either, so it is the it is the favor of God and the power of God to do the will of God Amen. that's what grace is so uh we need that to love
1: well, that's the lesson from the classroom. Maybe this should be a new segment that we should add to the show. The lessons from huh. the classroom. <laughs>
0: little jaunty song here.
1: Well, comrade, I thought if only we could have secured licensing and I was going to ask you if you'd call Taylor and ask her for it, but decided not to. It would have been nice if we'd gone into that segment with Christmas Tree Farm as the the music as opposed to what we did, but that was pleasant.
0: Yeah, that was pleasant. I mean, I don't think I have that kind of pull with Taylor Swift that you think I do, but. Uh, well, it's worth a shot to see if you have a reputation. <laughs> uh,
1: well, if you've been following Zippy the Wonder Snail for a good long time, you know that we keep coming back to Taylor Swift. We launched our podcast, we had a discussion of folklore as one of our very first topics, the very first. Night of recording Zippy the Wonder Snail, and so it's natural to come back. Comrade, you said you thought you had some things you wanted to share with us about Taylor, so
0: well, you know, and shake it off. And many people are, are, you know, they'll decide they're sick of hearing about Taylor, but um,
1: but they haven't heard the Zippy take on Taylor, right? Yeah,
0: that's right. So, uh, as you might have heard, uh, Taylor has a a new relationship and she is dating. Kansas City Chiefs tight end, legend, tight end, Travis Kelsey. And it's apparently going well. And I'd say Travis is playing better. Um, Chiefs a little struggling a bit, but I, I they got it done earlier uh, today uh, against the Patriots, who have fallen very far. Um, so, but... Travis and Taylor and hopefully she won't write any breakup songs about Travis uh anytime soon. She could still write them even if she's not breaking up with anyone. I'm happy for them. Uh I I like you know, I like Taylor. I was saying the other day I don't think she's a blight on our society or indicates the decline of our society. We've talked many times. I think she's the best lyricist that we have. In America right now. Um, And that's just it, man. Like, you can grab, you can go all the way from early. Taylor was the country phase. So if you like country, you can find something back there. Um, Then she was kind of the the in between phase, the transition phase. And that was the red album. Now that she's done Taylor's version of the red album, boy, that album got better. I think, really did. I think when it dropped. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't like Red that much, but I think I just wasn't ready for it. She had that thing. I know we talked about this before, but some great artists are often so far ahead of the curve that they don't get the benefit of that yes. at the time, and then people have to realize later. And so I would put Taylor in the same category as like Hall and Oates, who put out some truly groundbreaking stuff. And then it was when it was like old, like seven or eight years old, people were like, wow, this is great. And now they're Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Hall of Notes in 2014. So, you know, I think Taylor's that kind of person that she'll write something, she'll write a lyric, she'll write a song. And then At the time, you're like, whatever. And then five years later, you're like, wow, that really, I like that song. You know, it touches something very deep for me. Uh you know folklore did a lot of that for me. Yes. Yeah, uh so August on folklore just continues to touch me very deeply. So uh we love Taylor. I know not a lot of the world does. Um I don't mind that she's a cat lady or whatever and she's unmarried and now 34 since she had a birthday this week. Uh it doesn't really bother me. I love her music. I hope she keeps putting it out. And more power to you, and good luck, Travis. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, well, I mean, clearly cats are the best
0: pets. Oh, well, are we going to argue about this now? This wasn't in the show notes.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I, I mean, you, you ah. opened us up to that. I mean, clearly, I mean, my cat tells me all the time cats are the best pets. Cats uh... yeah, so uh, and, and I think Taylor agrees with me on that.
0: Uh, does she, she, does have, yeah, she has a cat. Yeah, I don't think, she has three cats, I believe. Kitties. Yeah. I love, I love cats. I do. But I also love dogs.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, that will be a dog problem for you for a while. But, um, anyway, I, I, I have to agree with you before we move on to the next segment. I do think that she, I don't know that everyone's recognized her, her skill in lyricism yet. Obviously she's a phenomenal success, but I think the success almost people, think more in terms of pop star as opposed to what you might do if you're looking at an artist thirty, forty fifty years after they write something and you say, "Well, these lyrics capture something uh, these lyrics capture a part of the human experience, and I do think that she does that with her lyrics and so um, and I think just to put a yeah to put a
0: cap on it I, I think sometimes people get judgmental or a gift that somebody has touches something inside them that provokes envy. And one of the things that often happens, I mean, she's a great lyricist, but we know um, she's very, very beautiful, you know, and sometimes uh, that bothers people or, or they're filled with some kind of resentment against really beautiful people. And, you know, that's not necessarily fair. I mean... She can't help what she looks like and more power to her. I'd rather be good looking than not. Uh, but, oh, that's a random segue, but. Uh, yeah, well, you know.
1: uh, maybe it's one other thing we should cover on our catch all Taylor Swift. We haven't talked about her in too many podcasts segment would be to talk about what's the next Taylor's version going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's left? Well, we still need reputation. We still need the eponymous album and uh let's see isn't there one more
0: i can't even it? say eponymous <laughs> you just did <laughs> the debut album yeah self-titled yes taylor swift that's a great record i'd love to hear her do teardrops on my guitar at this Oh, that fine. would be great yeah that's yeah, like the that's first a,
1: song i ever heard her do
0: oh that's a great song and well tim mcgraw is a great song too
1: I'm, it's obviously coming but the question i guess ultimately are, are we forgetting another one but i think it really comes down to is it going to be reputation or is it going to be taylor swift that comes next?
0: and uh and well what about she did fearless right yeah she did fearless okay that, that was the first taylor swift. fearless has been done all right yeah so so I, I, I fearlessly wade into my ignorance about what has been done already
1: okay. i think it's going to be reputation is my take
0: that could be good cuz I I remember not really liking Reputation that much when it came out, but I think I'm ready for it now.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's nice. To play. That. Well, that's done, well, there. Yeah. Yeah, well okay. done. Yeah. Uh well, you know, it'll be interesting to see an album written when she was at sort of one of her career lows, uh, somewhat probably her most um uh angry might not be the right word, but uh a quite displeased album um uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm searching for words here, but what does that look like when you suddenly are sort of the media sensation of the moment? I mean, she's been huge, but that was sort of like the the lowest point she was after she made it big. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that gets reinterpreted in a Taylor's version.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I'm loving, I'm loving these Taylor's versions. And the only thing, I, I hate to say this, but the only thing where i don't think the taylor's version is impro- is an improvement is style from 1989 i think the original style is slightly better um so i hope she gets that part of the catalog back at some point um because i love that that very original style but i'm It'll i'm waiting right for style yeah
1: that's right Well, uh, what also won't go out of style is a sponsorship, and here we are being sponsored by faithtree.com. If you signed up for that free account earlier in the podcast for grow.faithtree.com, you can also take advantage of all the other resources at faithtree.com. It's a ministry of faithtree, and there are no ads. We don't track you. What we do is we're trying to make the internet more accessible and in a way that is We hope God-pleasing to do so. So you you need your weather. You need your stock information. You need your news and your entertainment information. You need to be entertained by playing a few word games. You can do all that at faithtree.com, totally free, no ads. And once you sign up for the account for either that or grow.faithtree.com, you can also use those five free monthly Bible Bot AI searches. So check it out, faith It's there for you. And as you go over the river and through the woods this week to grandmother's house, you can get that free weather that will tell you how that trip's going to be. And you won't be getting ads for the next month advertising travel to, uh, information about that location because we do not track you.
0: Yeah, how do those other folks know what I'm thinking? It's so weird. Alexa, I, she's oh, She's listening.
1: She doesn't, she doesn't respond. She's like, a, I mean, she is a cat. She's clearly a cat.
0: Kitty. Yeah, that's
1: right. She doesn't necessarily listen to what you ask her to do, but she's listening.
0: Yeah. Like Big Brother is definitely watching you yeah. at this point. Oh, come, oh, come eat And write some capital that mourns in lonely exile okay. until the sun of God.
1: Richard. well it's time for our bible moment on zippy the wonder snail and this is the time of the year that we cry out "O come oh come emmanuel i love advent not everyone would say that but i love advent i love advent because it gives us a time to reflect on the yearning for the savior before we actually get to the celebration and we need that we need a time to say "O come oh come emmanuel because yes he has come And yet in our own lives, we're still waiting for that full restoration. Like Paul says in Romans 8, we're waiting for, as part of creation, groaning out for the restoration that God is going to bring. And here we are in Advent. We look at the story, the preparations that God is making. Let's take a look, comrade, for a moment at Matthew chapter 1. This is Joseph wrestling. He's someone who's probably crying out, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't fully understand that it's right there and from that fulfillment. It says, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. There is a moment to cry out, O come, O come, Emmanuel, because if you're Joseph and and you know that Mary's expecting, you're wondering about this whole story about an angel appearing and so on. You're feeling a very broken world in this moment. It doesn't feel like Emmanuel has come. It feels more like, a, when are you going to come, Emmanuel? Right, comrade?
0: Yeah, and how are we going to fix this mess, right? Uh, so it's just, uh, wow, you know, what do we do? It's counting down, Tim. There's the counting down. All right, yeah, that was... we're counting down to Christmas. Okay, that, I I see numbers they're going by, but yeah, it, what is Joseph gonna do? He knows. Listen, he knows he wasn't the one, and and whether we interpret that to be, he already, you know, he he knew what it was. He was ready for the Son of God, but he felt himself unworthy, or he literally thought um, that uh, Mary made a mistake and. Now he's going to have to, you know, maybe raise a son that wasn't his. Who knows? But in that moment, the Lord, he, he comes and he says, he, he's warned several people in a dream in the scriptures. Uh, like he uh, warned um, the king that Abraham had lied to, um, saying that his sister was his wife. And he warns the king and says, Uh, Don't sleep with her because that's that's Abraham's wife. Um, So at these pivotal moments, God intervenes. Joseph, take Mary as your wife for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Um, And again, like we talked about earlier, we have to have eyes to see, eyes of faith to see what God is doing. We, We can't retreat back into a spirit of fear. We have to see in faith what God is doing. And I think the season of Advent, the reason that we allow ourselves to yearn, even though we already know that Christ has come, is because we need Christ to draw near to us. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who fall short of God's goodness. We're the ones who could always correspond better to the grace that he gives. So he gives us these seasons to remind us that he hasn't left us. And here's an opportunity to turn again. Repentance literally means to turn around and go back the other way. So if we have sin, let's throw that aside, cast that aside like the book of Hebrews tells us and go back to the Lord and then You know, if we feel distant in our hearts because we've had all these crazy experiences, maybe we got a lot going on at work, maybe there's some family illness, whatever. um, This is a time to stop, to reflect, to meditate. We don't talk about meditating enough because um, so many people in other religions do meditation and they mean something else by it. We can take God's word and meditate on it, which means... Dwell with it, let it sit there, and let God speak to us in a new way through the word yeah. um since Since it's all revealed and everything in Christ is not going to change, um, if he has to say something unique to us, it's okay to let him say it because we can compare it to what we already know from God's Word, what's established and firm in history from god's word and and then do it you know um and we can and we can trust that God is leading us because of his goodness.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that is the key thing, right? We meditate on his word and as we it's sort of like if you were going to if Jim Cranning were still here right now as we're recording this he could chime in on this. But a few weeks ago we had a church Thanksgiving dinner and he He brought smoked turkey for us because Jim, you know, is a smoking wizard. And if you're going to smoke meats and you're going to serve really delicious meat, you're probably going to marinate it for a while, right? You're going to put seasonings on it. You're going to let those soak in. You're going to do all this preparation. Oftentimes that's what God, I believe, is doing with his word for us. We, We don't even see how all the flavors are going to come together just in that moment. But as we meditate on his word, as we marinate on his word, then when, when we find that spot that God's preparing us for, it starts to come together. I I, I should I think most of our listeners probably know this, uh, and comrade, you know this. I, I'm the resident iconoclast of Zippy the Wonder Snail. I, I uh, you know I, I'm go back to the old good old Reform tradition, and I don't like to have icons or pictures of Jesus or anything like that. Um, so I have not watched The Chosen. That's the second confession here. Um I have not watched wow. The Chosen because I try to avoid images of Jesus. Okay. Um now a couple of weeks ago a, a member of the church wanted to show me the one of the the I guess it was the the pre the little mini video that was used to inspire the Chosen before it became a series and and it's just following the shepherds. Yeah. Have you seen that?
0: I have. I yeah. do believe I have.
1: Really striking and so Resident Iconoclast, kind of class, there wasn't there for most of it you're looking at mere mortals, so I can live with that part. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was really striking and touching, I thought, because it, it did a great job of getting in. Obviously it's a dramatization of the God's word. So we don't know that the shepherds were exactly the way it was portrayed. But I have to think something there when you see these shepherds, these people that were looked down upon in society respond so joyfully when the angels proclaim. comrade you'd want us to look at Luke 2 while we were talking, and this kind of all comes together in my head. When you think about the angels proclaiming, and unlike so many of the people that hear the good news of the kingdom coming, of the Messiah coming, they get it, and they go running, and they're joyful, and they tell people. I believe that's because even though they were looked down upon, and even though they weren't the people that society was investing in to prepare to know how to teach God's word, they had heard God's word, they would allowed it to be stored up in their hearts, and as God works through the proclamation of those angels, they're ready and they respond, and that's such a great lesson for us. Are we doing the same thing?
0: And we just see it over and over that the people that uh, respond to God's word um, are not the people that you would think. And there's even a parable about that. You know, the the, the rich uh, the rich guy invites all the people to the banquet, and they don't come, and they keep come up with excuses, and then he tells his buddies, all right, then go out there and find the real riffraff of society and let them come. And so we see that. We see, you know, all over God's word, we see prostitutes. We see, you know, the lowest of society, just even women in general at the time. Their testimony was not necessarily believed, and yet the first witnesses to the resurrection are women. Jesus is not afraid of that. Jesus is not afraid to choose the least of these and make them greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So Amen. if you're feeling like, you know, you're cast aside by society, guess what? By Jesus, you're not. Amen. If you're out there, you're, you're the one he's looking for, man. Uh, if you feel like everybody else is just passing you by and, and ignoring you, there's one person who's not. Amen. And we're not because we're in Jesus' name too. So
1: it's Always a good time to decide to follow Jesus. Word. If, if you were touched by that, I just mentioned, you can email us at zippyofb.biz and we would love to pray with you. Uh, we can't, we're not going to do anything special. All it takes is someone coming before God and saying, I feel like the least of these two, but I, I want to be ready for your word. I want to respond to it. And... If that's you, I pray that that would be the case tonight. And if it's not you, but you are, you already are following Jesus, but you still feel just beaten down, remember that God is faithful and he's not done. And we don't always see how everything's coming together, but I have to think probably at least some of those shepherds really were out there that night feeling pretty beaten down, but they were seeking after their Lord. And God did something amazing. And it doesn't mean that all of us are going to get to hear angels from on high, but someday we will get to be at the heavenly banquet, banquet with our god and he'll wipe away our tears and what an amazing amazing thing that is yeah amen well i can't think of really any place better for us to land on our zippy christmas special number three our third christmas special camera can you believe that
0: i cannot believe that
1: our third christmas special no better place to end than that but let me mention to you as we're closing tonight Please do subscribe to the Zippy the Wondersnail podcast. You can do so on your favorite podcasting store, whether it's Amazon or Apple, Google, wherever it might be, Spotify, please do follow us. We're two Christian guys talking about the news and culture that matter to you. And we will be back very soon. You can also check out our archive at snail.zip. We would love to have you join us there. Comrade, thank you so much for another Zippy the Wondersnail. Welcome.